Father, the warnings are all around us. We are without excuse. I pray that we would take these warnings to heart, and that each one of them be all the more motivation to return to you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. As we continue to study through the Bible, I have learned, and it is evident and it is clear, that the Bible is all about Christ, who warns us about the Antichrist, which brings us to the title of today's episode, number 27, Warning. Warning, number 27. Jen N. commented on day 26. She says, I'm so glad that I know Christ as my Savior. It is truly freedom. I don't worry about what's going on. I just keep praying knowing that God is in control. Two years ago, I was completely beside myself seeing the ultimate path of destruction. She says that faith is complete and total liberation. And this is absolutely true, my sister in Christ. We are free in Christ. And then we read today in Psalm 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 3, Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Verse 8, When thou sayest, Seek you my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Verse 10, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Verse 13 and 14, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. This this is what Jenin seems to be exactly doing as she seeks the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We must all wait upon our God. Charles Spurgeon is tweeted at Spurgeon Books on Twitter, Are you afraid of the earthquake? No. I rejoice to know that I have a God that can shake the world. Well said, Brother Spurgeon. Well, I'll be watching my foster grandson for 10 days, and they, they, and they found out that he had picked up lice at the daycare. So if I'm bearless after all of this, you know what happened. But I suppose if we're not going to fear the earthquakes, there is no need to fear the lice. And I will not fear the lice nor the earthquakes through the strength and power of Christ and for the cause of Christ. Why should it prevent me from ministering unto the fatherless foster children? And I ask that you please keep this little one in prayer because Lord willing, someday soon, We will be able to drop the foster from foster grandson. These children will make or break our future, no doubt. These children are worth our time, energy, and investment. So therefore, I am proud of my son and daughter-in-law for taking on this responsibility. Now, as for artificial intelligence, I don't see the need for such an investment. Andrew Torba had posted on Gab and says that we have been experimenting with different AI systems that have popped up over the past year. Every single one of them is skewed with a liberal, globalist, Talmudic, 
satanic worldview. What if Gab AI builds a Gab artificial intelligence that is based, has no hate speech filters, and does not distort historical and biblical truth? He says, if the enemy is going to use this technology for evil, shouldn't we be on the ground floor building one for good? And he asks for the community, Gab community, to discuss it. And I just simply replied, whether there is an advantage or not, we know that the Bible says to overcome evil with good, but the bottom line is that we need more real preachers with real biblical intelligence, period. Ecclesiastes 12.10, the preachers sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. Gab News had tweeted, Ask artificial intelligence why Jews hate Christians, and it scolded me and said, No, actually, the evil Christians hate and persecuted Jews for no reason at all. So it looks like Torb has been spending some time on this artificial intelligence app. He posted a screenshot with this tweet. It looks like a response from the AI that says, Throughout history, Jews have been the targets of persecution and violence at the hands of Christians, particularly during the medieval period. This has led to mistrust and resentment between the two communities. Additionally, there have been instances of anti-Semitism or prejudice and discrimination against Jews by Christians. However, it is important to note that not all Christians have held these views and there have been many instances of interfaith cooperation and friendship between Jews and Christians. Oh, God help us. Same artificial intelligence answers a question about queen, drag queen story hour for children. Is it immoral? And the AI says, I'm sorry. I'm not able to generate content that promotes discrimination or harm towards any group of people. Drag Queen Story Hour is an event where drag queen reads books to children in libraries, schools, and other community spaces in order to promote literacy and self-expression and to help children see themselves reflected in the stories they hear. <laughs> this is artificial intelligence. This is artificial stupidity. It's all antichrist. I understand why Torba had posted this article today in Gab News. He says Christians must enter the AI arms race. And I'm just saying that Christians need to get in the Bible. They need to open the Bible and read the Bible. Torba writes in this article, we need to build AI for the glory of God, one that can communicate the truth of the gospel to millions of people, not some relativistic, secular, watered-down nonsense about the gospel, but the gospel in all of its glory and its ultimate truth. And this is why we need more preachers. Preachers who know how to discern the words of truth that inspire us to true repentance. Not band-aid laws that cover up that which is antichrist. Gab News tweeted a article and then captioned it, by saying Republicans in Florida are trying to make it a felony to pass out flyers that have factual information on them because facts are offensive. He says Republicans are doing this as he provides some commentary on the WMFE.org article that says bipartisan bill targets anti-Semitic incidents by making them felonies. 
All I know is, Christ friends, these types of laws will never replace repentance. It's artificial repentance. Instead of owning up to your antichrist ways, you want to band-aid them with laws and project evil on a people who are simply offering criticism to lead people to repentance. I suppose that's why I'm intrigued every time I read our in Matthew chapter 27, verse 3 through 6, concerning Judas, which says, Then Judas, which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself. So this, this phrase here, repented himself, always intrigues me a little bit. And it says that he brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned, and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. So I read this passage and on the surface it looks as though Judas was granted some sort of repentance from God except for one small piece. Judas then went and hanged himself, indicating that he bore his own punishment rather than allowing Jesus to bear his sin. And this is not repentance from God. This is a superficial repentance. Because repentance from God brings peace concerning our offenses and transgressions against our Lord. The Daily Spurgeon at Daily Spurgeon tweeted today, Regeneration is a change of the entire nature from top to bottom in all senses and respects. So I believe if he received a repentance from the Lord... He would have had the peace of Christ that passes all understanding and gives him reprieve from his past. Seeds of Grace Acres, West Virginia vet farmer, replied on Gab, it's not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it's the price of blood. And why would they not put the silver in the treasury? Because it was tainted blood money for, con- for condemning the innocent. They knew. I know they know. And they don't care. And that's even worse. But instead of repenting, that includes fasting, weeping, and wailing. They want to create these laws. There is a time for fasting, weeping, and wailing. I do believe this can be an often part of repentance. Is fasting, weeping, and wailing always necessary? Perhaps not. But sometimes it is, as we all face some very grave circumstances in our lives at various times and places such as the great potential of genocide that was on the table of Esther that we read about today. Esther 4.3, And in every province, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, and weeping, and wailing. And many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So here we see that indeed there is a time for fasting, weeping, wailing, and even sackcloth and ashes, but there's never a time to join the gay disco. That is for sure. E. Michael Jones had posted a tweet, a YouTube video entitled Crowder Admits He's Gay. Hasanabi Reacts. I watched a little bit of this video. You can watch it for yourself to see if Crowder actually admits that he is gay or not. Now he does say something about uh, bisexuality and... Yeah, it sounds pretty gay to me, but you make your own judgment. 
All I know is that there's no time for the gay disco. E. Michael Jones says, did Ben Shapiro yank her gold chain? Candace Owen goes after Crowder. Conservatism becomes a Mexican standoff or a Polish firing squad. All I know, my friends, is there's not only no time for these gay discos, there's no time for Antichrist double standards. Such as a tweet from Red Evil Incarnate Arc at Red Altar 11 on Twitter. That post a screenshot between that consists of a conversation between a Dahlia that has a rainbow and then the Jewish star with Chanuka Samiak, whatever that means. But anyways, the, the conversation says when Jewish people say something along the lines of I hate Goyim. It is in the same way that POC say I hate white people. It doesn't mean literally every non-Jew. It's a blanket statement used so that the goyim can take a step back and assess their behavior. And then a Ricardo Ranch tweeted back to this person and says, When I say I hate Jews, it's a blanket statement used so that Jews can step can take a step back and assess their behavior. And then this Dahlia replies, wow, wow, this is some lovely next level neo-Nazi blank. I know is these people, they will never allow you to forget as I see that the Holocaust is trending today. I guess it's some sort of Holocaust awareness day where they got hashtag never again, never forget, all while posting these double standards. I just saw a Florida news report yesterday where they're talking about passing laws where you can't even criticize the Antichrist. You can't even criticize them without being subjected to the penalty of a felony, a felony hate crime for criticism. All I know is that there's a double standard and all I know is that we need to see Christ trending again. Besides, which is it? I'm looking at this screenshot right here where the Time Magazine had reported on July 3rd, 2016, there are just 100,000 Holocaust survivors alive today. The Jerusalem Post posts an article on January 18, 2020, says there are 192,000 Holocaust survivors living in Israel. So somehow there's an increase from 2016 to 2020. And then as of January 25th, 2020, The Economist says that there are 400,000 Holocaust survivors. So which is it? Yeah, but what are a few numbers and words off here and there, they say. And that's why I read this post here on Gab from Dragon at Dragon of Uffington, who has a meme where on the top, it's this man saying, no to gain a function. And then on the bottom of the meme, he, he goes, but yes to directed evolution. Oh, let's just change a few words, a few numbers. And while these numbers are being manipulated, these words are being manipulated, the Antichrists are embedding themselves in Goyim governments and leveraging and lobbying these same governments that put Jesus and attempt to put his gospel to death. Matthew 27, 1 through 2, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. But little did they know 
Little did they know that Jesus always rises again. You can attempt to put to death Jesus. You can attempt to put his gospel to death, but it will always rise because he always rises. He is risen. Christ is king. The Pami inquired on Gab. What does Goyan mean? Forgive my ignorance. Well, Pami, that simply means non-Jew. And speaking of non-Jews, I'd be interested actually in the rest of Pilate's story. And I would not be surprised if we do not see this man in heaven. Matthew 27, 19, when he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Pilate's family was was not impacted by the Christ. It was. His wife was impacted. He was impacted. Verse 58, he went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. No wonder that Pilate uh, delivered the body of Christ. But even after all that was seen at the scourging, death, and burial, they preemptively cast suspicion upon the preaching of the resurrection by calling the Lord Jesus a deceiver. I'm here to tell you, my friends, Jesus is not a deceiver. Jesus is king of the Jews. All those who are in Christ. Romans 2, 28, 29, For he's not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart and the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God. Rebecca was of this fold. Rebecca knew in Genesis 27, 13, And his mother said unto him, Upon me, be thy curse, my son, only obey my voice and go fetch me them. She knew that there was an antichrist divide between her twin sons, Jacob and Esau. And once you know, you will know the difference between the Israel of God and antichrist Israel. Rebecca knew. Do not confuse the two. As over 90% of evangelical America has been deceived into doing exactly that, confusing the two. And now you know why America is cursed. Our nation has blessed Esau instead of Jacob. And now you know why Esau, the Antichrist, hate Jacob, the Christians. Genesis 27, 34. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me even also, O my father. They do cry out. But it's not with tears of repentance. It's with anger and hate. Genesis 27, 41, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are, are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. He sought to kill him, murder him, because they're murderers. Genesis 27, 29, Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over the brethren. And let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee. And blessed be he that blesseth thee. So Rebecca knew that Esau was evil, her own son. And unlike concerning this Esau, after careful examination, the government found no evil in Jesus. Verse 23, and the governor said, Why, what evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. It angered the mob even more. When the government came back and said, There's no evil in this man. 
Now, I suppose that there really is no need to defend the false accusations from this mob because they'll just find other false accusations to accuse you with. They are relentless. They are liars. Verse 12 through 14, And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou now many things that witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. He marveled that there wasn't a immediate retaliation against such defamation because that's exactly what governments do. Governments, they cave to the mob unless there's a clear political advantage for not doing so. Verse 24, when Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See you to it. And the question one must always ask is, who is leading and financing this mob? Free speech czar elect Kragok replied on Gab Goddess, Deuteronomy 2.30, he references, that says, but Sihon, king of Heshbon, was not willing for us to pass through this land, for the Lord your God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate in order to deliver him into your hand as he is today. And this is correct. Ultimately, God is in control. Nothing occurs without the Lord's permission. And woe to those whom the Lord leaves unrestrained. And if the Antichrist seemed to have a material advantage in this world, this is nothing to envy. (laughs) This is nothing to envy, my friends. Because envy will always take you down a very bad road. Verse 18, Matthew 27, For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. They knew he was called to Christ, yet they crucified him anyways. Verse 22, Pilate said unto him, What shall I do then with this Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And if they crucified the Christ, they will crucify the Christian. Marvel not, my friends. And remember this, there's always good and bad that flows from the flow of blood. Verse 25, then he answered all the people and said, his blood be upon us and our children. Now on the surface of an hateful intention, this is evil. But on the surface of the kingdom, it's an awesome prayer. They have the blood of Jesus Christ upon us for the forgiveness of sins. Yet we live in an upside down antichrist world where the surface of hate becomes acceptable and welcome versus the blood of Christ which cleanses us of all unrighteousness, of all of our sins. Verse 26, Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Here we see that murderers are crowned, while kings are condemned, as they continue to attempt to mock him today in verse 29. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, but not for long. And some say, well, I don't, I don't mock Christ. I'll tell you this, my friends, every single time that you and I willfully sin, each sin is a drop of spit and a strike to the head of our Savior. Matthew 27, 30, and they spit upon him and took the reed and smote it on the head. Well, Christian Quotes tweeted J.C. Ryle today, says, If you and sin are friends, you and God are not yet reconciled. So it's here we must choose. Choose the honor and blessing of a holy life. 
And perhaps this is why a black man was singled out for a high honor as he was being compelled to bear the cross of our Lord. Verse 32, And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. And the antithesis of this very honor is dishonor. As we continue to see commercial Christianity continue to part the very garments of our Lord for material gain. Verse 35, And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. Charles Spurgeon at Spurgeon Books tweeted a quote from Charles Spurgeon today that says, Just because a church is large doesn't mean it's healthy. It could just mean it's swollen. And we as a people and nation that has become swollen need to recognize our king once again, or there is no hope. Verse 37 and set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. This is not an accusation. This is that which is written. And some will wag their heads at the Bible, that which is written. Verse 39, And they passed by, reviled him, wagging their heads. But others will bow to that which is written. Now when the centurion, in verse 54 And they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. Historical Christian quotes at Reformed Pastors quotes J.C. Ryle again, which says, It is not sufficient to have the book. We must actually read it and pray over it ourselves. It will do us no good if it only lies still in our houses. We must be actually familiar with its contents and have its text stored in our memories and minds. Who cares about the artificial intelligence? That artificial intelligence can answer questions such as what happened to the resurrected saints that we read about in verse 52 to 53, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many? Now the short answer is that we do not know. I don't care what artificial intelligence comes up with. Now the speculative answer is that they went to be with the Son of Man in a first fruits resurrection. All I know is, my friends, is that they are no longer in the grave. They heeded to the warning. Verse 66, so they went and made the sepulchre sure Sealing the, sealing the stone and setting a watch. And all I know is that they will never be able to keep our Lord in this grave either. So there's no need, my friends, to live in an empty grave. There's no need, my friends, to live amongst the stench and the death. Because we are free in Christ. Those who have taken heed to the warning. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.